Okay, I'll think I'll start with my birthday. It's a very special time because it's Christmas. Some people's birthdays are on holidays, like mine. I'm Justin J. As a photographer, I've gotten to shoot rock stars, hip-hop moguls, world-class athletes, and some other truly extraordinary subjects. I'm fascinated by the backstories and life experiences that help shape these compelling people. The right photograph can reveal quite a lot about someone, but some stories can't be told with just a picture. Sometimes you need to sit down, listen, and dig a little deeper. This is The Plug. A global pandemic, political divisions, gun violence, climate change. It's a challenging time to be a parent. But as it turns out, some of the most remarkably adaptable and resilient among us are the kids. Today's guest is a stunningly bright and inquisitive first grader who was born on Christmas Eve in New York City. Over the past few years, he's had to endure persistent mask wearing, remote schooling, active shooter drills, and the death of a grandparent. But despite these massive disruptions to his life, he seems to just accept it all. He's unfazed. It's the only reality that he's ever known, and he's okay with it. And throughout all of this, he's remained a warm-hearted and compassionate kid with an extremely mature grasp on language and an appreciation for humor. So what's it like being a six-year-old and having a daily routine that can change at the will of chaotic current events or the schedules of two freelance parents? We'll find out as we sit down for a chat with this wildly creative kid that runs an imaginary small business each evening out of his bathtub called Water Service 100. Today, student, fort builder, and pastrami connoisseur, Mr. Jasper J. And we are rolling. We are here with Jasper, Levi, J, Aaron, and we are recording a conversation here at Seward Park. So... Oh, let's just jump right in. It's kind of hot outside. Summer's about to begin. And I think one of the things that makes living in this city bearable is that we have a Rockaway bungalow and our community in Rockaway. And for somebody who's never been to Rockaway, describe what your summer experience is like there. I mean, what happens on the beach or what happens on the bungalow or what happens at the boardwalk? Like, why do you enjoy spending so much time in Rockaway? Because there's like, there's a ice cream shop so I so like if I want to have like a dessert night I can go there for dessert too um, like that yeah that's interesting what kind of shop is it is it on the beach is it on the boardwalk is there anything special I think I know what you're getting at is there anything special about the Rockaway ice cream place what's it called it's actually called Rockaway Brewery but we call it ice cream beach because there's like a mini beach in the backyard. It's called Rockaway Brewery, but they sell ice cream. That's interesting. But we call it we call it Ice Cream Beach. That's interesting. And what else is in Rockaway? Just ice cream? Wait, no, Rockaway Ice Cream Park. Yeah, I think that makes more sense. Yeah, I, um, get, I think I got the, it confused. <laughs> what else is in Rockaway? Is it just an ice cream mecca, or is there other things there? There's like. A little shelf that has little that has like some candy, and 
And if you want toppings on your ice cream, there's like toppings on like right there. Like you can just point at them and like you can like it'll they'll give you them. Oh 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 at, at this is at the actual ice cream place yeah. that we call affectionately ice cream beach. But what about Rockaway as a whole? What else is there besides ice cream? Why do we go there? We usually go there with our friends and have we have a lot of fun. Sometimes I play tag with my friends. But you keep on talking about ice cream beach. What else is there in Rockaway besides ice cream? Is that the only place we go? No. We sleep at ice cream beach? No. Where do we sleep? We sleep in our Rockaway bungalow that we have like a few friends there. At our bungalow? Yeah. And what's the difference between a bungalow and, let's say, a house or an apartment? Why is it different? It's kind of like a hotel, but you keep it, but you don't go there like, it's not like where you live. It's like somewhere where you can stay, like a beach house. Oh, interesting. And when we go there, do most of our friends come from the city or do we know people in Rockaway too? We know people in Rockaway, but sometimes people that we know from the city comes. Whoa. And tell me about your friends in Rockaway. Are they mostly like your same age? Are they younger or older? Or like, I mean, how do you guys all know each other? Some of them are younger, but they have a big brother that is the same size as me. Some people have that kind that we know. And some people have that's older than us. Huh. Well, paint a picture for me. So let's pretend it's a sunny Saturday morning and we just woke up at the bungalow and everyone's going to go to the beach. Talk me through how a day goes. So we wake up at the bungalow and then what happens? Sometimes I play on my iPad and I could do some, and I do chalk or and some Connect Four. And then, and then I take a shower. Okay. <laughs> then we get packed up, and then... How do you take a train to the beach? No. You take a car? No. You take a helicopter? No. You take a boat? No. You take a ferry? No. You take a spaceship? How, how no. do you get to the beach? We just walk there. So it's close? Yeah. Wow, okay, and then once you get That's to the... That's why it's called, like, a beach house. And then once you get to the beach, who who's there? You kind of just sit by yourself, or do you ever no. run into friends? Usually our friends there. And it's kind of a, is there a designated place where everybody meets and that's how you know that that's where you're going to see everybody? Yeah. It's like right, right next to hmm, a place on the, on the beach boardwalk called, called Rippers. There's a beach entrance near there and we just go through that and that's like where we meet up. Just at the end of the beach entrance. Wait, I think I've heard of that. Is I've heard of something called Baby Beach. Is that what you're talking about? That's what we call it. Well, so it's like a nickname. Yeah, it's a nickname for the beach spot. And what happens when you get there? Is there like, is there tables or barbecues or like what kind of uh, accessories do people bring to Baby Beach? Our friends usually bring like tents, but not like tents like those kind. Like tents, like camping tents, like tents that like 
are like secured to the ground with you can use with sand and like and with metal bars and oh, like so there's no there's walls like to the tent it's mostly just yeah. to protect you from the sun and sometimes yeah. the wind yeah and what other toys do they bring is there surfing that goes on there yeah really a lot of surfing a lot of surfing and sandcastle building yeah you know one time when i was out there there was this person who i don't know what they were selling but they were wheeling this like cart down the beach and it had big black rubber wheels and then all the kids ran up and they exchanged money for some sort of a cold treat can you tell me about that the kids at the beach that are usually my friends they call it a slushy cart like a person selling slushies from a cart like slushies or like ice cream but not with the cream wow it's like just melted ice that has juice flavor and juice Wow. Okay. Well, that sounds like a pretty amazing place. And, you know, in, in addition to, to our crew in Rockaway, it sounds like we have a lot of friends out there. We're also really lucky to have family in two really, really beautiful areas. So that means that we get to visit Carpinteria yes. and we get to visit Vancouver. Yeah. Tell, tell me about some of the people that you enjoy visiting there. My grandparents, my friends... And where do you stay when you go to, let's say, let's start with Vancouver. Where do we stay when we go to Vancouver? My grandparents' house. They have a really nice house, two totem poles in the front yard. Is there anything else that makes the house interesting? Yeah. Like what? Like there's a really nice family room with a fire. Wow. And is there anything, what about the backyard? Is there like something that makes it special? Yeah, what? there's a really big pool. What? Let me get this straight. The house you stay in has a pool? Yeah. And anything else that's water-related? Yes. What? A hot tub. Wait, but you don't get to go in the hot tub, right? No, I do. You do? So you stay in a house with and, totem poles and a hot tub yeah. and a swimming pool. And tell me about some of the friends and family in addition to your grandparents that we see in Vancouver. A lot of my family there speak speak French. Your family speaks French? I didn't know that. Who speaks French? I don't think it's French. Uh, what's the word? Um, I don't know. A different language? Who speaks a different language? Hebrew? Oh, yeah. Oh, Hebrew. You're right. Saba speaks Hebrew. Mom yeah. speaks a little bit of Hebrew. Yeah. Do you speak Hebrew? No. No, me neither. But well, I do know a little bit of Hebrew. Can you say one word? I for, I've usually forget them a lot. <laughs> All right, so let's let's move on to Carpinteria. Where do we stay when we go to Carpinteria? My other grandparents' house. And what's that house like? It has a tree in the front yard I love to climb on. Wow. Yeah, there's an orange tree next door wow. so we can get orange juice. And is there a tree in the backyard? No. Well, actually, there is. And... That tree's an avocado tree. What? And you get to eat them? Yep. Wow. And once we had a big harvest, like the avocados wouldn't grow, but there were, there more wouldn't grow, but there was a lot of them. So we like just picked all of them and so more could grow. And wow. like we just used all of those avocados avocados for avocado toast and other things. And what are some of the favorite things that you do while you're visiting at Carpinteria? What are some of the activities that you do? 
There's a fun playground. There's also a beach there. There's a beach there, too? Wow, how lucky are you? And what about friends? Do you have any friends in Carpentaria that are, like, yeah. your age? Yeah. What, what's his name? Their name is Lennox. Oh, that's what I was getting at. I forgot his name. That is so cool that you have friends. And then is there any particular foods that you like that are really special in Carpentaria? Yeah. What? We know somebody who has a honey store. Yeah, I forgot and, about that. And there's a really cool, good smoothie and juice store that's also a market that's called Pacific Health Foods. Wow. And tell me about some of the, who are some of the people that you enjoy the most in Carpinteria? Uh, my friends. What about family? Actually, I only have one grandparent. Who's that? My Nana. Nana Pat. Yeah. We used to have two, right? But did Grandpa Bear pass away? Yeah. But that's okay, right? You know why? Because his memory is still alive, right? It makes us really happy when we think about it and we, we get to we, see his and cars. And the last time we were there, we had a party for him. We had a party for Grandpa Bear and all of his like friends and people from the community came. Yeah. And you know, sometimes when people and pass my away, too. and your friends too, sometimes when people pass away, it could be a really sad event and people maybe like sometimes cry or they're like not in a good mood. But what was our party like? Was it like that or was it fun? It was happy. It was happy. And one of other my friends who came lives in Los Angeles that we usually stay at the our end of our stay because it's closer to the airport. That's true. Oh, hmm. Julian. Yeah, Julian did yeah. come up because he knew Grandpa Bear really well. In fact, one time, I think I remember it was on New Year's Eve and mom and dad and the parents went out and you and Julian stayed with Grandpa Bear and you sang. Do you remember what song you sang? This land is your land. That's right. Good one. And in Noah, too. And Noah, you're right. You're right. So, you know, I recently took some portraits of all the kids at your old school, which is called Edgies or Educational Alliance, right? It's right down the block. And shooting pictures of all these toddlers made me realize just how grown up you are now. I mean, not only do you not go to that school anymore, but you're actually going to another school next year. I mean, you know, EVCS or East Village Community School, it's a pretty special school. Tell me about some of the favorite things about your current location of EVCS. And then tell me, what are you most excited about next year when you move to the new location? And also, if you get, com- if the people hearing this, if you get confused of moving to a new school and you think like only I am, that's not really what I'm saying. I'm saying that my whole school that I have now is moving to a new location. That's right. Yeah, just to clarify. So not just you, but your entire student body, all of the kids are moving to a new school down the block. So, yeah. so tell me, I want you to tell me two things. One, what is, makes EVCS special now? And two... What are you most excited about when you move to the new location with all the other boys and girls? What I'm excited about now, what that is, is that I'm really excited because I had a a school-wide morning meeting and I'm also finishing a lot of my activities at AVCS. Like, I'm finishing... A special thing that we do at my school called Layla Time. Layla Time? What is that? It's like a time where 
a teacher called Layla comes in. I also have a friend, Layla, that is in my class. Okay, yeah, that's why I was confused. So there's a teacher named Layla. What does she teach? What does she do in Layla time? Kind of like social action. Wow. That's really interesting. And but, Social action and kindness. Oh, that's so nice. That's one thing that I really, really appreciate about your school is that they really instill a sense of kindness and compassion and the importance of being a good citizen. And what I'm hoping is that when you go to your new school with all the other boys and girls, I think that'll continue. That's more about the mindset of what they're trying to teach you. But what about the actual location? I know now you have the tree of knowing, is that what it's called? And then in the new location, what are you most excited about? And also about the tree of knowing, right now, it's it's why you need stairs to get up there, but there's going to be something similar to that when I go to my new school. But instead of being in the air, it's on the ground in our in our yard. Wow. Well, it sounds like you have a very busy schedule for a six-year-old, and you have a lot of activities. Is it true that you're taking welding classes? No. Oh, wait. Oh, I think I messed that up. Are you, are you taking tightrope walking classes? No. Oh, wait. Deep sea diving? No. Knife fighting? No. Well, what do you do? Tell me about some of your activities, because I've obviously got some bad intel. So, I do almost one activity. I do almost one activity for each day. I almost do that. The only days off that I have is Monday and Sunday. Okay, so it's Tuesday afternoon. What do you do after school on a Tuesday? On a Tuesday, I do soccer. Wow. On a Wednesday? Chess. On a Thursday? Swimming. On a Friday? Piano. Whoa. On a Saturday? Karate. Oh, my goodness. It sounds like you're a really busy kid. And so I think the approach for mom and I were to get you involved in a lot of different activities and see which ones are your favorite. And if you don't like some of them, you just have to stick with it until the end of that class, and then we don't have to do it again. So that said, what are some of the activities that you enjoy the most? Which ones should we continue next year? I think chess and swimming. And And no more knife fighting. I don't even do my fighting. (laughs) Really? What about deep sea diving? No. But... That does, but that does involve just swimming, but not really. Okay. Well, I think that you are a very lucky boy because you live in a house with both parents that just love you so much. And there's so much love and so much laughter in this house. And I think that you have a really pretty terrific relationship with both mom and dad, but they're pretty different people. And sometimes they approach situations differently. What do you think are the main differences between mom and dad? How would you describe mom and how would you describe dad? I think I would describe dad like nice most of the time, but also I can fight with him a little. And what do you mostly fight about? Not really things that are necessary, but things that just are a little like, you know the word. Um... (laughs) I don't actually. Well, what do you, what are some of the topics that dad, that you and dad fight over mostly? Is it when maybe like you don't listen or is dad just in a bad mood or do you just kind of don't listen? You don't listen. And and then how would you describe mom? What's the difference between mom and dad? Mom is a makeup artist and 
Also, I didn't think to mention this, but my dad is a photographer. He made a book about Hawaii. Wow. He's been to Hawaii, and he's given a lot of his books to our friends. And we have one, like, right now, actually. Oh, yeah, I see it right over there. Well, let me ask you this. So with regard to the personalities, not so much what they do for a living, but, like, their personalities and your relationship, how how are mom and dad different? Okay, dad doesn't do a lot of work. Mom does a lot of work. Dad doesn't have as much money as mom because he doesn't work as much, but he does have money. Oh, and then what about your relationship? How, 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 what's the difference between how mom and dad talk to you? Mom's a little more like relaxing than dad because they get into less fights. I think she has a nice voice. Hmm. And then, and as a makeup artist, she also gets special rewards that we can share. And then, so sometimes you mentioned that you and your dad get in fights because you don't listen. What happens when you don't listen and mom's in charge? What happens? Uh, sometimes the same thing, but also sometimes she forgives me and really nothing happens. I just don't do it. Hmm. And then I think one of the coolest things that we do as a family is that when we do have fights, it's very important for us to understand that sometimes we get mad at each other and sometimes we're very mad at each other, but that doesn't mean that we don't love each other always. And what we like to do is when a fight is over and we have an argument, we do something called clean slate. Can you tell me what that's about? We just take our hands, put them flat, then put one over the other person's hand and one under, and then like just put them all together. So kind of like a high five. Yeah. Okay, but in terms of what that means, so I know what the activity, I know we have how to actually do it physically, but what does the activity mean? Why do we do clean slate? And then after we do that, what does that mean? It means like we're not going to do that again. And that it means that we're, we're, we're still friends again and that we forgive each other? Yeah, and then and like the argument's over. And that it's water under the bridge. Yeah, I remember we learned that term. Yeah, yeah, I learned that. All right, so finally, I want to play a round of one of our favorite games, and it's called Best and Worst, One Year Edition. So can you tell me an example of one of the best and one of the worst days? And it could be any time within the past one year. So Best and Worst, One Year Edition. Which one do you want to start with? Okay. I think I'll start with my birthday. It's a very special time because it's Christmas. Some people's birthdays are on holidays, like mine. I take that that was your best day, not your worst day. So your best day. And describe, what did we do for your birthday this year? Because we had a couple different parties. We had a bowling party, which wasn't on your actual birthday. That was just like a friend birthday. Yeah. And And then then, I had a family birthday in Vancouver that we already talked about. Oh, wow. Okay, so that was... was really nice. Okay, so best and worst, one year edition, the best day was your birthday. What was your worst day of the past year? Hmm. Hmm. That's a pretty good sign that you don't have one right off the top of your head, but 
maybe should we make it easier? What was one, some of the worst days of the past week? Did something bad happen that maybe made you sad or made you want to cry or made you angry? No. Really? You're just a happy boy? I do lose things once in a while. Like there is a day that I went to Katz's. That's a really good pastrami place. And lost one of my gloves. And then I lost the, my uh, my beanie once. Oh, is that at the Intrepid? No, not that beanie. Oh, a different one. We found that one, right? We found a yeah. we found a lost hat on an aircraft carrier. If you can believe it, uh, pretty good luck. Was huh? Actually, it was in the Lost and Found. I know. Who would have thought to? I think it was it my idea to look in the Lost and Found. It was mine. Oh yeah, that was it was your idea. Um, well, we always like to end this podcast by asking the guest to plug something or to recommend something that the audience may not be aware of. And it could be a book, it could be a movie, it could be a song, it could be a new food. Can you recommend something that people may not be aware of that you want them to know about? One of your favorite things that you can recommend? My f- one of my favorite things is electronics. Like Amazon Electronics, we have two Alexas in this house. My friend Julian, that we talked about a little, he has one, two, uh, three, four Alexas in his house. Wow. And tell me about what are some of the favorite features of Alexa that would make people want to buy one? So, one a very good feature is if you get a lot of Alexas, you can... If, like, you have one in the kitchen and one the living room and maybe one in, like, your kid's bedroom, all what you have to do is go to the Alexa app and you go hit to the announcement button and then, like, you can hit an app feature and then, like, if your kids are playing and dinner's almost ready, just say to your Alexa, dinner's almost ready, and then you would actually tell every Alexa in the house to repeat that so everybody would know that. Wow, that's so interesting. So let me get this straight. If you have one Alexa, it's really easy to get another one because you can just say, hey, Alexa, buy another Alexa. But if you don't have the first one, how do you? where do you get Alexas? Do they come from the store? Do you buy them on the computer? Where do you get them? You mostly... Get them on Amazon because they're an Amazon product. Interesting. Oh, wow. Well, Jasper J., it has been such a pleasure sitting down and having a conversation with you. And I'm really appreciative that you took the time out of your busy schedule from knife fighting and deep sea diving and welding and all these dangerous activities that you do. No, just kidding. <laughs> um, but seriously, thank you for taking time out. We have a day off of school today, so I'm glad we did something productive. Um, is there anything else you want to say? As you, Anything else you want to let the audience know before you say goodbye? No. All I re- you want to say is have a good day. That is a great parting word. All right. Well, thanks again, Jasper J., and I'll see you soon. Bye. Thanks for listening, and a huge thanks to today's guest for dropping in. If you enjoyed this episode, do us a favor and take a minute to rate, review, follow, or subscribe. This episode of The Plug was executive produced by Ryan Bucci and Peter Buckingham. Theme music by Andrew Van Weingarten and Dan Drohan with sound design by Brad Worrell at Soundwag. Thanks again, and be sure to tune in for future conversations.